We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hale, coming at you guys from Blue Wire Studios here in the Wynn Resort in Las Vegas. As always, it is finally Pro Wrestling Day here on the Corner Podcast. Earlier this week, MMA show Raul Rojas Jr. joining us before No Chance UFC going down this Saturday. And then also our first hip-hop only show. That was super fun. So we did for that. I, we had to talk about BET. So was, fun for was, me. Trip down memory lane, Dre. Yeah, fuck that. Where you thought it was just like seven years ago. This shit's 15 years ago. Yeah, I'm old. <laughs> yeah. You damn near had hair when you were at BET. Baby, don't let these good looks fool you. Motherfuckers <laughs> old. God damn. I am old. Crapped up on you, too. Shit. Like a thief in the night. I remember I looked at my dad, and I was like, when I was a kid, I was like, you older than a motherfucker. Yo, I remember telling my aunt. Uh, my aunt Kawana, we're like, I remember her turning 35 and being like, yo, you are old. Yeah, you're like, dead. it's a wrap. You're yep. 35. And now I'm 35. I'm like, damn. Ain't just getting bad. started. Yeah, it ain't that bad. It no, ain't it that ain't. No, no. Nah, nah, like, I'm, I see 60 year olds living life. I know. Nas just turned 50 today. That's it? Nas is 50. Shit, I thought he'd be older than that. Nah, Nas is 50 and he drops Magic 3 tonight it's, as we're recording this podcast. It's insane. That he dropped Omatic at like 18. Yes. Because Jay is way old. Jay's Jay like 55. Old. Yeah. M is up there. M is 51, I believe. 50 or 51. Yeah. So everybody's turning 50. Wait, is M 50? Because Royce is... M has to be older than 50. Nah, nah. He might not be actually. But yeah, Nas is, Nas is 50. 50. Wow. How old is Snoop? About 50. 50? Everybody's yeah. about 50. Yeah, every, everybody... Yeah, Puff is like 50. Puff is 54. Yeah, everybody's in that age bracket, right? Like, everybody that dropped between like 94... Well, 92 and 97, they're all reaching that 50. No, who don't look 50? Method Man? Method Man? That motherfucker. Or that, Red, for that matter. Uh, yeah, yo, Meth, look. Listen, I need I, to find the founder of you that he... I don't smoke weed. I got... Whatever well, dope he's yo, doing. Yeah, like, whatever weed he... What it's a cow at. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I can't even knock people who smoke weed no more. I'm like, yo, if it, if it keep you looking like that. It was crazy. Yo, when I was young and people was like, and you remember when uh, Y'all I Need video came out and the girls was like, yo, Method Man, he's so fine. And I was like, the dude with the glass eye and the, the, the tissue yeah. on his nose? Like, 
There's years go on. Like today, now I go, I'll go back and get. Like, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> like, like I get it. All right. They were ahead of the curve. Yeah, kinda. y'all saw it. They see the diamond in the rough. What's bananas is if you go back and watch like Knicks games or something from like 1985, 1988. There'll be people just drafted, look sixty. Yeah. Oh man. Yo, like the old school black dudes. Somebody in posted, the NBA. Yeah. Somebody posted the cast of uh, Cheers, and they were all under forty. And I was like, yo, they all look like they were. They were all like thirty. Yeah, they were like all in their th- like Ted Danson was like twenty nine. Yeah, <laughs> and the motherfucker look like looked older than me man. now. Yeah. Like I'm like, what is going on? Kelsey Grammer was balding. Yeah, he was like 30, 31. I looked at he that had the yo, whole middle gone. The cast of Cheers was like, what the? F-? And they gave him a horrible filter, but yet still, like people don't look how they do now. Nah, man. I, so I'm lucky. I'm lucky. I, yeah, BT was almost fifteen years ago. That's- wow. So time flies. Today in pro wrestling. You know who else looks old? Someone who does look old. Who, Vince? Vince. Him and his goddamn... I'm not sure if he looks old. He looks He looks like a creepy thief. He does. Like, you know, the villain thieves that only walk on their toes to sneak yes. into shit? That's what Vince... You know the dude from Wacky Racers? Who yeah. has the dog? Dirk Dassley. Yeah. <laughs> and Muttley? Yeah. And Muttley. He looks like Dirk Dassley. Those are two of my favorite cartoon <laughs> characters of all time. Heads down. <laughs> Dick Dasherly and Muttley, because Muttley was just, he didn't say shit, he was an instigator. He just laughed it. at you. He just laughed at you. And this motherfucker, Vince McMahon, looks like Dick Dasherly. <laughs> Wacky Racer, race, I'm sorry. I used to fucking love that show. Yo, it's Because you never knew who was going to win. I was still watching it on YouTube. Yo, yeah. It is great, because you did it. Every episode was different. Everybody else would win on some underhanded, sneaky shit. Motherfucker, Muttley Muttley was my guy. <laughs> I was like, I love motherfucker who don't say shit and just laugh at everybody. That's it. But timely. So you know what he means. Yeah. You know it's what real condescending. So, oh, man. Wacky racer. That's who Vince McMahon looks like. Yeah. Who is his mudley? Shane? No. No. It was trips at that presser. <laughs> How they take trips off the board, off everything, and still make his ass stand out there? Yeah, I don't know. I ain't smiling. If we ain't kikiing. Nah. You just took me off the board of directors. Barely be. giving my job is creative. Vince's dyed every hair on his body jet black. Didn't that motherfucker have a backyotomy? <laughs> I swear to God. He had a backyotomy and he was like, oh, the heat's off? Doop, doop. He jumped up, was right there at the New York Stock Exchange. Yeah, wild. Yeah. I was just like, oh, so allegations came up. He was like, oh, I'm out. Yeah, man, take Surgery. this thing brace off. No one, no one asked, like, uh-huh. photo? Well wishes. Nah, I'm getting surgery, I'm out. Right, he didn't even have surgery. He ain't have no surgery. <laughs> he ain't have a limp. He wasn't bent over. He, he just <laughs> he got over. For a man who owns the most successful pro wrestling company ever, he is shit at kayfabe. Because he didn't come out. He ain't sell the back. He ain't do nothing. Like the least you can do is give ain't me one nothing, of these. Dog, nothing. Just hold the side. He wanted nothing. to ring the bell. He's like, let me ring the bell. That's it. Smiling. Yeah. Hugging everybody. We rich, baby. <laughs> we did it. Yep. I'm good. <laughs> Yo, I just did Photoshop new Vince face over Jada. But we outside. Yeah. That's, that was Vince. He didn't Ain't care. Ain't it the anniversary of that versus too? Didn't that just happen? Was that two years ago? I feel like it was. It's around this time. All I think about is two years ago. it was ago, like a trailer thing. Joel Santana. No, it was in August. Oh, Because I saw the. That's right. That's right. I saw the on this day. Because I happened to be in Connecticut. It was like full pandemic. And I was still wearing my, like, I wore my camo shorts with my constructs. And, I, and Jada came out wearing the same shit. Yo. 
I'll never forget Joel Santana. Y'all ain't got no songs from the girls. <laughs> Went on a 13-minute run. Yo, we got Grammys. <laughs> the, the, probably the biggest evisceration, in, obviously, in versus history. Oh, my God. That's one-sided. That's that's a squash match. That Yeah. And you thought it was going to be competitive. It yeah. feel like Dipset's got a chance. No. That, no chance. that was Brock Lesnar versus John Cena. Yeah. Oh, like they got German suplex the fuck out of versus that night. <laughs> like, yo, they went to Suplex City, bitch. Like, damn, All you night. get none of your shit in. <laughs> nothing. You, they got nothing. I mean, they try, like, Joel's tried to, y'all ain't got no songs from the girls. And I know somebody, I, maybe it was Jim, one that had to be like, I can't believe you. You just, what, you just set us up. They're going to play the joint with Mariah right now. Look out. <laughs> Beat you over the head. Anyway. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> We're supposed to be talking about pro wrestling. But yeah, I guess we started on uh, Vince's face. So outside of Vince's face, our opening segment was and is what dropped today. You know what we love on this show, Dre? Stupid ass list. We love lists. Yes, yes. PWI 500 dropped today. Yep, yep. And you asked me what are the qualifications of the PWI 500. The evaluation period, which I was right because we did this last year on the show, July 1st through June 30th of every year. So that is the cutoff. Space is even more egregious. So I will go top 10 down because that's how it's presented. Or let's touch on some random names before we go top 10. And shockers to me. We have Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn back to back 21 and 22. I can't remember. I I haven't looked at anything else. Sami Zayn's run was last October through Mania. Yeah. How many people were hotter than him? Well, see, this is behind KO, but this is, he's not behind KO. This is the, this is the problem with this list. And I, I mean, I know it's hard to make a list, especially when you do 500 people. It's difficult, but when you have Roman Reigns, which we'll talk about in number two, and he only works a certain amount of matches a year, which means, and the, and the biggest crime about Roman Reigns is his matches have been all the same, Yep. but he works a certain amount of matches a year. So you know that what they're grading him on is his persona, right? And his how over he is. How long you hold the title. Yeah, like, but, but the, I mean, they're grading. Like, it, it's, it's bigger than what's happening in the ring for Roman in particular. But if that's the case, Sammy should be higher on the list. If that is, that is what you're using, because if it wasn't for Sammy, the bloodline would be kind of dead. Like, Sammy was, he's the adrenaline shot for the bloodline. So, and then he gave you a killer-ass uh, match. Yeah. He gave you a killer WrestleMania match. He gave you a killer match with Roman at uh, Eliminator's Chamber. Yeah, yeah, in Montreal. He had a good, like, he had a, a better year as a per- personality, but he had a good year as a wrestler. So why is he further down? So the qualifications that they give, it's a fully kayfabe list. They put that disclaimer on. What the fuck does on. that mean? Win-loss record counts. Championships one count. Quality of competition, major feuds, uh, prominence within your specific wrestling promotion, and then the last category is overall wrestling ability and matches. That's that's so how you are booked counts because kayfabe is the determining factor. So that that opens any qualifications, and there's a completely separate list for women. Which, then I'm, number 15 on this list is Masha Slamovich. Who's, who's she behind? 
Um, there's an entirely different list for women. Right. So I'm guessing maybe Masha's non-binary. I'm, I'm not sure how that qualifies because there's no other women on this list. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Anyway. I, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know how she identifies. But we have, if we want to just go top 20, Trey Miguel is 20, Bobby Lashley at 19, Hammerstone at 18, Osprey at 17. <laughs> Danielson no. at 16. No, no, throw it all in the trash. It's got to go now. Danielson at 16, Slamovich at 15, Samoa Joe at 14, uh, Carmelo Hayes at 13, Claudio at 12, Sonata at 11, and then we get into top 10. Um, Claudio did not have a better year, even by kayfabe base, over Danielson and Osprey. Where's Kenny Omega? Kenny Omega scrolling down. Kenny Omega is 25th. He was injured twice during that period. Roman, he still wrestled more than Roman Reigns. 100%. Everyone wrestled more than Roman. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Win-loss record, percentage-wise, Roman's taken one pin all year. He's taken it. one pin in four years. I, I get I'm totally fine with him being in the top 10. But go to go down the top 10 because Osprey at 17, there there is that's like putting LeBron at 30. <laughs> it really is. Like, have you watched the work this man has done this year? It's undeniable. It's one of the it's not just one of the greatest years this year in pro wrestling. You could pick any year and you yeah. put Osprey, Osprey's work up against anybody with a great year. And he's 17? His 17. Pro- his promos have been great. He has two of the best matches of the year already. Last year's G1, this year's G1. His, his matches with Shingo Takagi. Like, the man don't miss. 17? Him and Omega is this year. Arguably yeah, the best match. Twice. Top three match of all time. Bro. Twice. Wrestle Kingdom one's top three match. Top five match. Objectively all time. They did it twice. There is... All right, never mind. Go to, go through the top ten. Let's ten, Cody Rhodes. I'm not moving him off of ten. I, I mean, he's over as a motherfucker. Yeah. Even though he was hurt and didn't come back to the Royal Rumble. Which is half the year, which according the year. to this yeah. time frame. And, but he was still... I mean, he's Cody, Stupid right? hot. Yeah. St- and then him and Brock feud actually played out pretty well. It did. It did. Um, yeah, I, Cody's over as fuck. Yeah. Cody at ten. Josh Alexander at nine. He had a great year before he got hurt. Got hurt. But another injury. Yes. Yes. Um, Orange Cassidy at eight. I'm dude, he's had a tre- he's had a that, tremendous that title year. run was yeah. He's really he's good. had a tremendous any other year, he'd be top three. Yeah. It's what hurts him on this list, K Fabos, is that he did it with a mid mid tier belt. A lot of the other people did. It's your prominence in the company. Oh man, is one of the criteria. I know, but so they hold that against him is what I'm thinking. It's, which it's stupid, but, but he elevated that title and yeah. made it mean something. Yeah, keep it going. really was his belt. Yeah, no, keep going. Um, seven Okada, and Sonata got the title off of Okada. Yeah, it wasn't my favorite Okada run. No, this is not my favorite Okada. I would drop Okada out of the top ten. He's had great matches, yeah, but it wasn't but my it, favorite no. Okada run. MJF has six. Totally fair. Um, Might be low. Yeah. But it depends. Like, no, when you start moving other people around you the list. The pillars. Yeah. The pillars matches the end of this thing. Next year, MJF would be higher. But, I mean, he, he had the Danielson match. 
He did. It's great, but feuds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The t- like, no, no, no. It's it's fair. That's why I say yeah. six. I'm okay with this recent run. Makes me be like, yo, he could go higher, but it doesn't count within the yeah, time he's, frame. He's not done with this. Um, Vikingo at five. V- Vikingo. There are people like, why is Vikingo on the list? I was like, if you haven't watched a Vikingo match, shut the fuck. No, up. he's on the list. He's like the hottest. Yeah, free people agent didn't think world. he should be in the top ten. And I'm just like, is he the face of the company? Yes, he is the face of the company because he's face of Triple Mania. Yeah, like he won the Triple A in Mexico, and yeah, Triple Mania, him and Kenny Omega, and yeah, which is another reason Kenny Omega wrestled Vikingo this year. Like, yeah. what are we doing? <laughs> Vikingo's held that title for like 400 days. Four Gunther. Keep going. Three John Moxley. He's the thing that keeps AEW together. I feel like this is where we hit the point. Where PWI just wanted to make a point mm-hmm. historically. They wanted to have a narrative. Yep. Moxie at three, Roman Reigns at two, Seth Rollins at one. And Rollins getting that gimmick over money. Tremendous. Him establishing this new title, great. Model of consistency. It's, I'm not mad at it. it did he have the best year? No. Of anyone? No. He didn't main event mania. No. He didn't. There's two nights. One, he just got that belt. They just created the belt. Yeah, he just got it. So if his titles that matter, he just got one. He's had a, he's the model of consistency. Like, he's never going to give you a bad match. I will never talk badly about Seth Rollins as a wrestler. But has he given you a banger this year? Has he given you an undeniable five-star match? Has he given you an undeniable four-and-a-half-star match? Uh, He's been a four-star and a a four-and-a-quarter-star machine this year. Yes. That's good. But, number one, you're not the best wrestler in your company, bro. That's Gunther. Yes. Right like, now it is. Gunther breaks records. He's the only person, like, I know PWI doesn't go off in Meltzer scale, but he's the only WWE wrestler that gets multiple five-star matches. But even if you take Meltzer out of it, just your eye test. Yeah, you just watch him work. WrestleMania match. Drew McIntyre. Sheamus. I know the Chad Gable thing just started. But you go down the list of everything else he's done. He worked yep. Rey Mysterio. Like, he worked everybody to get that title. And then he defended it. And he's given it a level of prestige it hasn't had in over a decade. My only gripe is that I hate the look of this new title. Yeah. But that doesn't even bother me with him. It don't hurt Gunther. Like, Gunther no. <laughs> is, like, I, look, I know people love Roman Reigns, but Gunther is the complete package. He's the best champion in that company right now. Yeah. And it's one of those things where you go back to 80, no, yeah, 80, like the late 80s. Hogan was a champion, but we all knew Warrior was like the guy. Yeah. Right? It feels the same with Gunther, except they're both way better wrestlers than these <laughs> yes. doors. These racist marks. Um, but Gunther at four just feels like, ugh, because his promos have been great. He, he doesn't lose. You want to talk about win-loss records? He doesn't lose. No one beats him. No, and he didn't lose until it was a count-out against Gable after the period that they were judging from. So he's been undefeated. That entire time. So how... The it, full calendar. Yeah. Seth is lost. Seth is lost, but, but Seth just got that belt after WrestleMania. So you're talking about a three-month window that makes him number one? It's wrong. Yeah. It's wrong. Like, but Will Ospreay not being in the top three and he's not three and he's not two. He's the best wrestler in the world right now. Yes. This is 
I don't even know. Kayfabe wise, I guess bouncing around companies didn't help him this year. It, um, it just gave him his, it, the body of work. Yeah, it just never allowed him to hold the title. Like two years ago, he was a champion in New Japan, right? Like, and he had a good championship run, and he was a champion still in progress. I think same damn time because um, Aussie Open had the belts over there yeah. too. So it was like he had more titles booking wise the year before. Even then, I don't think he was high enough that year. No. It's one of those things where sooner or later, I understand the kayfabe, the booking, everything. There has to be some better criteria though, for this list. Because if that's the case, how did Danielson win this seven years in a row back in the day? Well. Six years? He had the ROA title. He had the pure title. Like, Danielson was a fucking machine in Ring of Honor. No, he was. But I mean, by these criteria, you wouldn't give him a chance today. I mean. This... And this year, more than any, again, feels like a narrative. You, they wanted to have the shield one, two, and three. And I saw a question the other day where someone was like, what's the greatest faction in WWE history? No disrespect to anyone else. Like, it's over. That conversation is done. Yeah. Like, the shield's the greatest faction that well, company's ever seen. So, the, I mean, the question with the shield being the greatest faction is, are you judging them as a faction of what they did when they were no longer part of the faction. Yes. It, yeah, I am. The collective work, especially when you break in as the faction, it's not like um, evolution or whatever, right? Like evolution, Ric Flair came in with all of his titles, trips his trips, and then you raised up two future stars. So people yeah. consider that an amazing faction. But even then, like, not everyone broke in at the same time together and kind of had to cut their teeth. Like, Orton and Batista leaned on the vets and you kind of got the rub and everything worked. That's totally fair. Which is also great. But it's somewhat like the New Day. It's like, okay, they didn't break in. But what they accomplished, they accomplished together. They're the greatest faction. Like, that's what someone said online. The, that the New Day is the greatest WWE faction. Here's, here's the difference, right? In, for me, in terms of faction, because I'm only limiting it to what was done as part of the faction. Okay. If you take what they did after that, then it's, of course it's the Shield. But that's like saying, a, you know, a team that had all these players is the greatest team, but these players didn't win Cy Young's and MVPs until they left. Right? Yeah. I think they did enough together, but that's fair. They did, but you had two champions. In the New Day. That was still in the New Day. Like, it never happened. Like, think of every group, of uh, every faction. To break apart, too. Yeah, they usually break apart. You never have two people sit at the top of the company at some point. Like, Flair was Flair, and there was everybody else. Evolution would be the only other one. But they broke up. Batista? Oh, no, Batista did the bounce. Yeah. yeah, so they had to break up they, for Batista. Yes, if in order to elevate somebody, somebody else had to go. And the other problem, and it's not, again, this is just nuances, but the Shield, it, we think the run was longer than it was. No, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't that, like, yeah, evolution is the same turned. thing. Yeah, it was relatively quick. A year? It's two. I think it was two and a half, because it was, it was, they came in with Punk and Ryback. They ran that angle. They had their first Mania match in New York. So it was, I think it was two years after Wyatt that. Wyatt Family Feud. Yeah, and then they... Broke. They broke up before WrestleMania in San Francisco. It was a year before that because they had the feud with Evolution. Yeah, and they broke up right after that. It was like I think it was like two and a half, three years. 
New Day has been together and they're still together with the exception of E being hurt. And they both were champ. To me, that's like the greatest factor because they accomplished everything, broke the tag team record. Like E and Kofi were both WWE champions and they never broke up. Right? Four Horsemen, as everybody talks about one of the greatest factions, they just were plug and play. There's different iterations. Yeah, it was like, yeah. all right, Barry Wyndham was in this bitch, like Luger, Sting. Yeah. Like there was so many random ass people in, in the Four Horsemen. Doesn't take away from the fact that we're a great faction, but it's like, are you the greatest faction? Yeah. No. I mean, culturally, the four is one of those things that is hung on forever, but it's just... Like, I, same I think thing, it, like, Bullet Club, Bullet Club, I understand. Like, NWO, which had a million things. Like, I understand it's they iconic. They got watered down. Yeah, they're not the greatest faction. And that was in a vacuum. Um, Bullet Club, I mean, is 10 years deep now. Yeah, but they've they had um, so many different members. It's like, those factions are, they're great, but I'm like, well, what did you accomplish while you were part of that team? I like that it's a small group. Yeah, they didn't accomplish everything together, but it's you're hard pressed to find another faction where every member is the guy. Yeah, not a the guy. Well, I agree. Somewhere I agree. at some point, all the time. I agree. I think, and I don't think this was the year necessarily put them one, two, and three. Right. But they've been up there. There's there. Within the mix yeah. every single year. Moxley is the guy for a company. Roman Reigns is the guy in the industry. Yep. And Seth Rollins is the guy week to week for the biggest company in the world. They are the three. They're not the best bell to bell um, in the world. There's other people who do that. They are, in terms of putting butts in seats and what you want as your guys and carrying a company, the three best in the world. And... Danielson is great, but he's a little bit past his prime. And, you know, they're not not that AEW asked for this, but they're not doing, you know, the tour circuit, the house shows, the this, putting yeah. butts in seats every night. These three guys are the best money makers in the world. Kenny yeah. Omega is not. Will Ospreay isn't. You put their names on the marquee, people are showing. These three are the best in the world in terms of what you want from pro wrestling as a person who owns a company. And that's wild. That they saw this in NXT. None of these guys came in like, yo, we cool. Is that someone in NXT was like, you, you, and it was supposed to be some other guy. You get the hell out of here. Chris Hero. <laughs> oh, it's supposed to be Chris Hero? Mm -hmm. Oh, shit, I like Chris Hero. But sorry, Chris. <laughs> Chris, you out of here. Roman, you're in. You guys are the future of this business. And they knew it. What was that? 13 years ago. Mm -hmm. And shit went a little different. And they didn't respect Moxie as they should and every everything. But the foresight, they are the future. They are the business 13 years later. It's incredible. Yeah. So as a faction, I liken the Shield and what they accomplished now to the Oklahoma City Thunder when they had They're Durant, West, Westbrook, and Harden. As a little a more championships. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the point. Like Durant, Westbrook, and Harden, like you saw it. Yeah. You saw it. But as a unit, they couldn't get over the hump. Mm -hmm. They had to all go their separate ways to find their own success. That's exactly what the shield is. So, to me, that's why I can't call them the greatest faction because is OKC the greatest team? No. The Oklahoma City Thunder team didn't win the championship with those three. But when they separated and, went and got the spotlight to themselves, they showed out. Yep. Westbrook became a triple-double machine. Harden di did the same fucking thing. Durant, the most lethal scorer in the NBA. Who, you know, I don't know if he drives the bus yet or not. We got to figure that part <laughs> out. But those three is like them and NXT. It's like you saw it. Billy Donovan, they was like, all right, this is a great team. We're going to put them together. And then it's like, well, we can't keep them all. Box is like, fuck you guys, I'm out. Yeah. Right? 
And to be as great as they needed to be, they had to be a part. They had to. They, the New Day didn't have to do that. The New yeah. Day peaked together. Yep. And they stayed together. So somebody's going to argue with me, but you know, he's not Roman. No, I get it. He's not. He and Kofi are not Roman. But they both held world titles. They were, the fact is over as fuck. The number one merchandise sellers for years. Yep. And then culturally, they smashed everything. If it was, I say it all the time. I think the New Day are up there. Every, every interview that I've had with any black wrestler in any company, when you talk about who they looked up to, they was like, it's a new. And I'm like, dude, they're like your age. <laughs> they were like, but I couldn't be me until I saw them. I was just talking to Ricochet about that a few weeks ago. He was like, if it wasn't for seeing like Woods, I wouldn't feel comfortable like having Optimus Prime on my gear, right? Like influence, accomplishments as a faction to me, it's the new day. And people can say, it's because you're black. Part of it, so fuck what? <laughs> but they still, I just think together what they've and done the is... Homies. is yeah. <laughs> they're just genuinely good people. They, they're genuinely good people, but when I My look at... counts are the shoe. They, there might be something too, just being like good human beings. There <laughs> and is. Like translating. There, there definitely is. To being like pretty good pro wrestlers. That being said, them being top three, I get the narrative. It sounds cool, but it's wrong. It's just wrong. It's tough this year. Yeah, it's just It's just... Seth Rollins, this is not Seth Rollins' best wrestling year. If you want to put them top three, Rollins isn't one. No, he's not. Not not by these criteria, not by any criteria. I would say Moxie has had a... Oh, it's hard because like... Roman had the bloodline feud. He had not only going through with the entire Sami Zayn thing, which was phenomenal. Yeah. Then he went and in a month and a half had the Cody Rhodes finish the story angle. Yep. He was involved in two of the biggest matches of the year. Yeah. Roman's number one, if you're judging by this criteria. And then Moxley had a case for number one if he wasn't playing hot potato with CM Punk. He just saved CM Punk every time. Outside of that, Moxley has an amazing case for number one, too. But those are one and two. Yeah. If you're a fan of AEW more than WWE, cool. Put whoever you want on top. But outside of that, Seth is three. Yeah, I think Seth's like, and it's funny because I've always thought about Seth like, who is he? Like, every time he turns heel, babyface, it never works. This is the best iteration of Seth Rollins, the character. But man, I, like, I just watching his matches, they're all like, yeah, that's really good. But it's like, it's like you're batting 300, you're hitting 25 home runs, you're getting just 100 RBIs. Does that make you the MVP? Yeah. No, because Ronald Acuna's over here still in 60 bases and about to crank 40 home runs. Shoei Otani's doing both sides of the ball. So, hey, Freddie Freeman, we love you, but you're not the MVP. That's the, that's the biggest thing. Rollins' floor is higher than the other two. Yeah. He's super consistent, and not to say Mox isn't, but his, his floor is, is right there. You know what you're going to get all the damn time. The other two just do things that are so different and unique that their ceiling is higher. Yeah. And unfortunately, I'm sorry. <laughs> like I, I, I don't know what to tell you, but you have a guy who's not only a really good wrestler, but one of the best talkers the business has seen in the past decade in John Moxley. And then he's gone to a place where they let him do what he does best. Yeah, it's it's like Otani, but going to a team that's like, yo, you're not going to pitch. That was him in WWE. Yeah, it's like you're really mm-hmm. fucking good, but you're not special. Now he's in a company where like, no, you can be a talker. You can do all this. By the way, we'll let you do death matches and everything else and the crazy stuff that you love to do because you're probably the best in the world at that. And then he's like, now I can be 
everything. And all right, well, Rollins, you don't get to do that. So I'm sorry, but your ceiling is handicapped because of that. And then with Roman, it's like, yeah, he's the best storyteller in pro wrestling right now. And his mainstream appeal is something no one else has. No, it's... it's, it's Looks a, like a movie star. He's a million bucks. Yeah. All so, they have to do is turn him heel. So that's all it. they have to do all this years, it's, but whatever. You, you're not that either. But that's okay. Yeah. But he's the consistent one. And they are who they always were in the shield. They've yeah. just now all reached their final form. Yeah. And Seth, even though they turned Seth and he was the first to win the title, and they, he was always just the consistent one. Yes. But when you looked at it, you'd be like, yo, who's the guy here? Well, Moxley, because he can talk. He talks the best. He has the most charisma. He's something different. He's unhinged. No, that's the guy. And then other people, if they didn't say Moxley, would be like, Roman Reigns, because he has the look. He, yeah, look at he him. Has, and then be like, ah, but he's not the other two wrestler. No, but he has it. Trust me. And then they've all reached their final form. And Seth is. His is just still consistent. Yeah, he's, he's great. But it, again, it's just, when I look at this list and I see Gunther at four, and I was like, I get what you guys are trying to do, but don't deny Gunther that. Gunther has a case. It's, it's depending on how the rest of the year shakes out. Like, one, as we talk about, we start talking about Ron and everything else in a minute. Like, Rollins has a chance. Like, him and Nakamura can put it together. Like, I like this program. Glad this, it wasn't a one-off. I'm thankful. I'm thankful <laughs> I was right about this shit because I didn't want Nakamura to be a vehicle for Damian Priest to get the title. But this version of Nakamura... Is the is similar to the version that was in New Japan? Yep. Where the he was just dripping of charisma, like snark. It just, it just he was just special. He's a better heel. Always has been. Always has been. But if he can push Rollins to the limit for a few another match or two, and they can do that, I don't know how we get there. I know they're waiting. The Gunther Rollins match is going to be that's going to be the first match that probably breaks the five star rating if they book it right. Yeah. If they, if they put a title on the line at WrestleMania between those two, that match is a problem. It's it's tough because I feel like now you're actively pushing back the Damian Priest cash in mm-hmm. because that faction is so hot and so fails. over. It's a problem with the money in the bank. It, it looks great in yeah. July yeah. when you do it. But then you reach September... And everything can change. Like, and not to say Damian Priest, he's still in... No, he's been great. He's the, even getting better. Yeah, he's in like a top two faction yeah. there. But his path just doesn't have him on the path towards the belt. No. His path is him, Finn, the breakup. That's a more interesting storyline. Mm-hmm. How do you get off of that to just throw him into a title picture? Know, it doesn't make, it doesn't make sense. You cash in a SmackDown? Because like, you're interfering now. Like You're not cashing in on The the only other thing I haven't considered, which is a waste, but we saw it last year, is that if Rollins is too good, he cashes in on a secondary title. Yeah, I think that'd be a waste, though. And he beats Gunther and ends the streak. That'd be, that'd be, I mean. Because it makes him to a degree, but he doesn't have to be champion and mess up Seth. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not excited about that. No. But we've seen when you're stuck yeah. that they have done it. Like they, and it gives him a more prestige than Austin Theory winning. Because if you end Gunther's streak... It's a big deal. It's a big deal. Yeah. It's... Uh, the challenge is, it's like, you give somebody the briefcase, you're like, all right, cool. You're the guy, right? Like, when they gave Seth the briefcase, it was like, all right, 
and they pull the trigger at WrestleMania, you can't pull that off again. No. Like, that was one of the most special things we ever saw. You give it to Damian Priest, and you're like, all right, you're the guy, and maybe when you gave it to him, you're like, you're going to be Seth Rollins. Now, Seth Rollins is on this nice little run. The Gunther thing is getting complicated because as good as he is, the feud with Gable is just making it better. Yes. Right? And that's the thing that happens in wrestling a lot. It's like, where this shit come from? Right? Like, the Gable shit happens, and then everybody goes, whoa, 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 whoa. hey, wait, hold on, hold on. That was just some shit to get through Raw. Yeah, and it's like, I know, and I know for a fact, Daniels is sitting at home, he's like, I told you, motherfuckers. (laughs) I told told y'all. I told y'all about him. He's been screaming about that man for years, and then he showed his ass in this feud, which isn't over yet, and now, but it, it, it elevates Gunther even higher. So then you're like, all right, well, Gunther's like our hot, hottest attraction. On Raw, he's, yes, the Nakamura Rollins program is great, but anytime Gunther shows up with, on screen with Chad Gable, yeah. it supersedes everything on that show. And you can tell because they give him the presentation is bigger and bigger every week. They gave him the pillars, the celebration. The, Dude, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's a problem. But he's the best wrestler in the company. So for me, he would have been PWI number one. I get why Josh Alexander's where he's at. I, well, Gunther would have been two because Osprey would have been number one. Yeah, well, yeah, Osprey yeah, should Ospreay have been number one. one. Like, I just... He just didn't hold the belt because he was chasing five-star matches, which I'm okay with. It's like, bro, like, all he did was give us smokers for a year. Like, But he wasn't booked as champion. He was bouncing. I don't care. Like he lost to Omega at Wrestle Kingdom in one of the greatest matches that people have seen in recent memory. Right? Aw, <laughs> like, what are we doing? But then they had a rematch, and he won. Yep, came to America. And he won the U.S. title. So what a... He is a champion. Yes, he's a U.S. champion. I don't know. And, you know, who, who knows when they're going to run it back, but whatever. <sighs> next year, next year, he should be in the top three. I'll say that. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, 
purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Talking about AW real quick, it's the next thing we got to go over because next week they have AW Grand Slam. Yeehaw which we'll probably talk about later in the week. So we'll recap it. We've got a preview and now that means. And going through AWTV, I really like how this card has been built for the most part. better than Double or Nothing. Yes. <laughs> like Double yes. or Nothing was shit compared to this. For like a TV card, they've given it way more time and thought. Yeah. MJF Samoa Joe. Come on. Man. One, <laughs> this was very well handled because... You didn't know if it was going to be Samoa Joe or Roderick Strong. Yeah, because they both got beef. Yeah. They both got reasons. Like, that was smart booking. Because usually you see a tournament, you was like, all right, Mox is going to win. Yep. All right. Oh, Hangman's going to win. This, when you got to Joe and Roddy, you were like, oh, shit, I honestly don't know. But now Joe goes over, chokes the fuck out of Roddy. <laughs> My neck. With the Adam, bad neck. Yeah. Adam. <laughs> I didn't know that Roddy had it in him, but he's, <laughs> he's over right now being this, this broken down dork. But this match. Look, I MJF's gonna win. Yes. But how is the question, right? According to him, he's gonna submit Joe. Right. Joe don't tap out. So gonna make Joe pass up. I don't know. I don't know. But there's a lot, there's more intrigue in this match than the four pillars match. Yes. And you know why? You know the perfect go-home moment for this? Steiner math, baby. Oh my god. <laughs> right. He broke it. He broke it out. Oh the my. Steiner math. Shout out to the Impact Social team. Yo, how did they get this far ahead of this? Five hours early. Unless, the only other thing I can see, say is they, they MJF saw them post it and was like, I should do this. Yeah. But he did it word oh, for word. Yeah, their foresight. No, I think it was just foresight of like, yo, I know this feud is going because they posted Joe and Roddy 2005 yeah. in Impact. And they were just like, I know this is a possibility that Joe will win. Yep. Let me post Steiner math just because Joe is going to be trending. So let's post like our best Joe content because that's just good social media tactics. That's, like if this person is going to trend later on tonight, I'm going to post this um, like a Canelo fight. Yeah. I'm going to post the best old Canelo shit I got like Canelo uh, payday, payday. I'm going to post that like probably beforehand because right. it always hits and it's great. So, you know, like, yo, Joe's going to be trending tonight. Steiner math always hits. Let's do it. And then MJ. MJF, just word for word perfection. Nailed it. And no one else breaking. Oh, look, we got we're gonna have to give an award to Renee soon because they're trying. I think nah, I, I think Renee broke this week. Though. Oh, I think I think Daniel Garcia. Daniel Garcia got Renee. when he, when he shoots Don, Don Carlos, Carlos. I mean, in a, in a, he he just did the dance real slow and yeah. then disappeared. And then he he has variations to the dance now. He has the oh you can't beat me up dance where it gets faster. He has yeah. the slow version where he just tells you to get out of here. It's there's layers to this dance. I'm sorry, this company. All right, one I'm gonna go back just a little bit. 
AEW needs to hire Impact social media team because they might be the most best wrestling social media team in the, in the business. Oh, easy. Because they they are quick, get everything, find out what's trending, and they probably hit like it. two people too, just crush it. They're just smoking, crushing. That's one. Two, whose ever bright idea was to back to back Prince Nana's dance with Daniel Garcia's dance deserves all the fucking awards. You know, we getting a dance off. Look, I'm gonna say this now. Somebody's gonna listen to this podcast and they're gonna be like, oh, I should do it. I want to create a dancing wrestler Twitter account <laughs> because between these two and then I was just thinking about Alex, Wright. I, there's so many dancing wrestlers, but what Daniel Garcia and Prince Nana are doing right now are the two most unintentionally hilarious thing. Now they know it because it yeah. works like Nana not being able to help himself when the music comes on because <laughs> he was cool. You know, walking down with Brian Cage. Oh, that's cool. Susie heard Swerve's music. He like, he looked up and he was like, yeah, he got <laughs> <laughs> he gotta get it. I said, bro, like he had to do it. And then he got really into it and then he got super kicked. Yeah. Right after that is Daniel Garcia. And I I just I immediately started laughing. It's good book. It's just fucking <laughs> back smart to back. Book. It is brilliant. Oh brilliant. man. So Samojo MJF, I agree with you. MJF wins, but it'll further the storyline. Soraya, Tony Storm. First off, watch this, out for the shoe. Yo. <laughs> this is another one of the so Backstage interviews, by the way, are gold. And this is what, like, yeah. WWE doesn't do enough of this anymore. Renee is really, fuck it, we're just going to give all the flowers to Renee today? Shout out to Renee. She's added something very special to this company. Yeah. Because these backstage segments are getting talent over weekly. It's, dude, it's yes. Weekly. She is responsible for getting talent <laughs> over. With, like, the chin up, tits out. Watch out for the, the shoe. shoe. Yo, I've watched that clip so many times and die. And then I'm like, what the fuck? And then the shoe comes. And Renee's like, like her genuine reaction she is, is so great. She is getting so many people over. Dude. And they're giving her more and more of these backstage, like 1990s WWE Mean Gene segments. It's so good. And they all work. The one. Like the death stare she gave the camera when it was Adam Adam Cole and like talking about MJF and she just looks at the camera and I was like, bruh, she, they, what AEW often has done and it's hard because when you're a talent you don't know when to do this when you fall into something and then it works they just kind of like okay cool yeah because what I don't know whose idea was for this Tony Storm thing but it has been brilliant the moment because I was like all right they're breaking up the outcast. And she's splitting. So what are they going to do? And then she was like, she just came this distressed 50s actress. Like spraying the can in the air. But she even wrestles like she's distressed. And it works. And now it's like. You have to change the wrestling style with it. Which is, I'm so glad she did. Yeah. So it's like, she's wrestling Saray. And, and I, I'm sure most people, including myself, was like, I kind of want to see Tony Storm win the title. As yeah, this. But. I can't see her winning it though. No. Because you're not distraught. Mm-mm. So the key is, is to make her more and more distraught. I would actually like Ruby Soho to cost her and have a Tony Ruby program. That, that, all, that could happen. Let them run. Yeah, like they need more mid, they need more mid-card women's matches, yes. feuds that feuds. develop. Yeah, the titles don't always have to matter. The women's division, AEW, we continue to say is one of the worst booked women's divisions in pro wrestling. But uh, they have talent. Have you seen the spoilers already? We got to get into it. Yeah, I saw it. Talking about that. Statlander. Yeah, going over on Jade. With Jade just coming back mm -hmm. and then losing a week later, 
Now reports that she may or may not go to WWE. Yep. Contract uh, negotiations are on the way. It's weird. Because she was chilling. Just on vacation for a second. She worked a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm not one for like every rumor being true or like buying into every rumor because that's not how pro wrestling works. But for her to come back one week, get a huge ovation, pop, clear the ring, and then lose the very next week in the title that she just lost before, usually you take some time off so you come back in a higher position. If she would have done this on the main title, Soraya, you know, clear the ring, everything, get a shot, lose, it builds a story. Doing this with the same title you had to the same person losing again, this makes me feel like, uh, yo, we're negotiating your deal. It didn't go our way. We're just going to have you really double down and put the person over again See, on your way out. I, dog, I don't know. Um, obviously, Sean Rossep has been on this podcast. We all respect his work. I don't think with this smoke, this fire. But the question is where the fire is coming from. Because AEW, you remember, like, people was like, oh, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega are, are leaving. talking to yeah. WWE. Yeah. And they, they were Resigned. like, we never even began a conversation. So I don't know where you guys got that from. AEW has way too many people talk. Everybody. And um, and this could be knowing the locker room and knowing how stuff works. You could just put this out there to create yeah. uh, a higher bid. Like, honestly, if she has people, it'd be smart. You'll put this out there and then you get more money, a better stature. Well, AEW. what I will say is that any open contract talk is bullshit from AEW. Like, they don't discuss their contracts out in the open. So, and I know this. Like, this is stuff that I know that I don't report. Like, I know when people are locked into deals and when they talk on TV like they're not, but there's a deal already in place. They use it for angles. Yes. They don't, it doesn't crop up, right? So it's weird that this one this one gets out because nobody knows anybody's deal in AEW. Like, nobody, like, we've seen the Elite's deal but yeah, they're also like high. They have yeah. positions in the company. You see deals after they are signed and someone is locked in, maybe. Yeah, like you know, just right, right away. But I, I can't, I can't imagine. I'm not saying it can't happen, because say W, shit happens. Letting Jade go would be one of the worst decisions this company can make. Because yeah. You have to satiate her in a number of ways. Everybody knows, as listening to this podcast, I did a panel with Jade. I talked to Jade. We, we met Rich Paul together. Jade knows what, where she should be, right? Like, she, she sees Bianca, and she doesn't, she doesn't want Bianca's spot. She, said, she looks at Bianca and is like, I can do that too, Yeah, right? This is going to lead to two different paths. One, Jade is a mother of a seven-year-old. Our kids are roughly the same age, six-year-old, like months apart. And we talk about this. And I know she likes spending time at home with her kid. I know she likes bringing her child to wrestling. I don't know if she wants that schedule, the WWE schedule. Maybe she does. I don't know. But I just think about the freedom that AEW gives their talent. It feels like it's beneficial to Jade. The counter to that, though, is... If you want to be Bianca, I don't know if AEW has the personnel to put you where Bianca is. Bianca was just at New York Stock Exchange. Yeah. 
Bianca uh, did cold as balls with Kevin Hart. Liv Morgan, someone just pointed out Liv Morgan was at the Barbie There's debut, this- and they were like, Barbie's worn. Like, why wouldn't they put someone who looks like a life-size Barbie doll in jade cargo on the red carpet? Like, it can't be that hard if you are AEW to just realize the opportunities. It's synergy. I'm in so many synergy meetings with ESPN and Disney yeah. and shit. It's They're dying for synergy. Yeah. How do we make this and this mesh? And it's right there. It's like, yo, we have this big Barbie movie. Okay, what woman would we have over here that looks like a Barbie? It 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 makes so much sense for it not to happen. So those are like that's two things working against each other. It's like freedom, but that means freedom. Just like talent getting over means you have to do it yourself. Yeah, because they don't have the per. AEW is a mom and pop shop with five billion dollars. Is still hiring their friends, right? They're not. Tony's like not hiring personnel, decision makers. They're hiring the homies, right? CM Punk. I think he said it on a podcast where he talked about. I think Matt and Nick Jackson's one of their wives handling merch. Yeah. You're a multi-million dollar... No. Yep. Get somebody who knows how to do this shit. Stop doing your family and friends favors. To be fair, CM Punk's homie came in and then CM Punk just got fired and his homie got fired. Right. So like, th- th- but it also takes advantage of that rule. It's run like a record store. Like it's like a run like a mom and pop shop record store where it's like, oh, you work the front counter, but you're also the friend who's the DJ. Like at a certain point, you can't be like mom and pop record store. You have to be like... The big business, you have to be Apple Music where you hire people from the outside to, to handle shit. And the company's growing faster than it's a mom and pop shop. So yeah. Jade Cargill is like the perfect example. If there was anybody on that roster, anybody that you look at and be like, that can't miss. It's her. She By walks far. into any room. She has the Vince thing. Yeah. Where we always hear, it's like Vince likes people who walk into a room and command all the attention, right? Like, there's nobody. This is not disrespect to anyone on the WWE current roster. No, it's this is true. There is nobody who looks like her. There, dude, there's nobody that looks like her. And Still got to teach her how to wrestle better. You got yes. plenty of time. You got plenty of time. I just saw Tiffany Stratton tear the fucking house down. You got plenty of time. And you have the assets because you got an entire performance center. Yeah. But Jade is like that one person, like male or female. She is on that roster. She is the one. And if you're Tony Khan, you're an idiot. How do you let her go before Mercedes comes? You can't. That, that's why all this is complicated. <laughs> Are you to just me. gonna like switch it out? And what do you bring to Mercedes? Well, we don't even know. I'll, we don't even know. That, like again, just, the Mercedes thing. Real quick. If you didn't have a handshake deal of some sort with Mercedes, you gave her all that TV time. You're stupid. Yeah. Right. Like you have to have something in place. But what do you bring to? Now I'm wondering. What do you bring to her? Well, because. Yeah. Are you improving her possibility of getting more Disney movies? Like, of getting into actual no, movies? No, this, this like is why I said I don't think... providing her? She's providing you a shitload. I don't think she's you're providing signing. her a lot of money on, like, one-offs. I don't even think... See, I think Mercedes, and I said it before, because that's why people are like, she'll go back to WWE for the money. She don't want that. She's got what she wants. You can't give her nothing else. That's why when people say she signed AEW, I was like, I can't see her working a weekly schedule. Not with this company the way it is. Yeah. I can't see it. So in the case of Jay, like Jay's different because she's on the ascent. So when I hear, when I see these reports, I look at both sides of it. She has freedom. A push in the right direction makes her a superstar. And I, the WWE can do it. But then you also have to wonder if there's, a, there's a, can only be one rule. There's Bianca Belair and Jay Cargill. And I know people are like, oh, they're progressive a little bit more. But 
Is there more than one person who understands what to do with two black women on the roster with similar builds, right? Like, do they, will they be able to separate those two into two different opportunities? Yeah. I don't know the answer to that. Maybe, maybe not. If I'm Jade, do I want to work house shows? You probably need the reps, but do you want, is that the time that you want to put in right now? And then give it like Jade has to be aware. You're not Bianca in the ring. You're not Rhea in the ring. You're not Charlotte in the ring. If they throw you to the wolves, you're going to get exposed. Yeah. So are you willing to be put in a position where... Are you going to do NXT? Even that. It's like... She's the big fish in NXT if she shows up. And that's scary. You are the pride, like the prize possession. You're coming in like Asuka when she came in. You're coming in... and. That's a very high regard, right? Like Kari saying, you're you're coming in with this fanfare and this this following where you have to be that person. The expectations are too high, right? Yes. You're, you're Jade Cargill, you come in NXT, and the casual viewer who doesn't like give a shit about in ring like that goes, you have to put the title on. Because who you look at her, who the fucking beat her on that roster? Just looking at her, nobody. No, she has to run through everything. I dude, I've been with Jade and I I'm just, like I looked at her and I was like, this is ridiculous. I've never seen a woman built like this because it's still feminine as hell. And she's, it's just the, the, the muscle that she carries and the way that she carries it, like she's imposing, but it's like, it's scream superstar. Yeah. It's like, but I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. So her losing the Chris Statlander clean piques my curiosity because I I've said it before. Like I feel like Jade needs to go on some kind of winning streak to turn babyface. I mean, winning streak, losing streak. I feel like she has to lose some matches and find her way. But I don't know if AEW is invested in this right now. So that dude, Tony needs to throw the farm at her. Like you, if you how invested her, is he in women's wrestling? Or like that's the problem. The fucking problem with Tony Khan. And I, when you have that much money and all you care about is wrestling. All you care about is what happens in that ring. Yeah. When you're hungry and you're like, how do I build my business? Then you care about the shit that happens on the outside. I don't think Tony gets it that your wrestlers don't want to be just wrestlers. Some do. Danielson, he's fine. Yeah. If you just put him in the ring for the rest of his fucking life, he's good. And I think Tony's idea was I'm building a company for just wrestlers. But it's... That's not how... That's not where we're at. It's too big for that. Like, you've out... For better or worse... You've outgrown that. Yes. Like you going out and getting this deal. You're not an indie show. You selling however many seats and tickets and how many many people showed up to the show in London, uh, which may or may not be the record now. Who the fuck knows? I don't don't care. People are being stupid. Regardless. I don't know. Whatever. So it was a lot of people. Once you start doing stuff like that, your talent is going to say, well, I should probably be bigger. Like I. It's weird because the other company. In WWE, yes, they don't do everything right, but their biggest stars have opportunities outside of that. MJF is in a wrestling movie. He's in the Von Erichs movie. The Von Erichs movie. Like, that's where people should be, but it shouldn't be like, yo, I just got to get this myself. The, the Rock didn't get everything himself. Like, there was in, he was in a lot of shitty movies, but WWE helps with that. Well, The Rock did. WWE, like, there. All right, so. The Cena had to do like shitty movies to break it. Like he did WWE movies. Everybody do does. Yeah. Every action hero does like some shitty Tooth Fairy movie. Yeah. Right? It's just part part for the course. Tooth Fairy wasn't horrible. Anyway, 
Um, Scorpion King was bad. Like Tooth Fairy was. I'm just saying, but you <laughs> you have to go through these these things. There is a misconception with WWE though that they make these superstars. They don't like. There's this weird ecosystem that WWE has. It's like, oh, they're doing commercials, but those commercials are only airing during Raw and SmackDown, right? Those Snickers commercials and all that shit. That shit ain't coming on three o'clock in the afternoon on a Tuesday. It's in their little ecosystem. Now, do they give them more opportunities to do red carpets? Yeah, but I've heard I've heard things that it's not that it gets really dicey of like who's going where and why because what they value more than anything else and. I've dealt with this. Me and Big E dealt with this. It's like they value the house show. Fuck you doing anything else. And I might have told this story on the podcast. I'm not going to get deep into it. But when me, when E did, uh, I want to say. Sean's walkout? It was one of Sean's walkouts. Return. No, my bad. It was the Fury Wilder fight. That wasn't a WWE thing. That was a me and E thing, right? And E just told them what he was going to do. And then he did it. And the e, WWE was like, you got a house show that night. And he was like, uh, Wilder Fury? They was like, well, you already shot the video because he had shot the video. He did Big Noon that day. They wanted to do the house show. And it was like a pushback of him attending the fight because they value their fans that come to these house shows. Even if they're in like fucking Poughkeepsie with like yeah, 3,000 fans, they value it heavily. That's how you build but, to their mind. That's how you maintain that base. And that's why it gets complicated. You touch every because as much as Bi- as much as Bianca does it's a lot of shit that she does inside the company. Yes, she has the reality show, but that's inside the company. Yeah. She hasn't done any movies yet, right? She did like she does like interview stuff. Babs 2 coming. <laughs> <laughs> she still talks about that. Yeah, her oh, Cardi B. We need to get everybody yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, the style. We got to make it happen. But it's like WWE wants you to work on their thing. Like, so if you're Jade and you come in, you was like, I want to do the Met Gala. WWE's going to say no. Is there a house show that night? That's where it starts. Then it's like we're not going to let you have time off to do the things like a music video because now you're ours. You're our intellectual property. They're probably going to change your name because the real name is Jade Cargill. Right? Is that her real? Yes. That's a great name. It is. <laughs> but now we're in a situation where there's a push and pull of who owns what and what do you get out of that. The Rock, Stone, like as much as big as a star Stone Cold is, everything he does outside of wrestling sucks. Except for his podcast, which is wrestling. He has a decent like little show on like... It does shit numbers. Home and Garden. Yeah, it does terrible numbers. Right? The Miz and Misses, that's a WWE product. So if you want to work in that ecosystem, cool. But guess what? You ain't getting paid more for doing that shit. I'm sure Miz gets some. I would hope. He got a full fucking TV show, man. I ain't I, doing a full TV I, show for nothing. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to say the affirmative or the negative, but I do know, and this is public knowledge and not based on anything I've talked to other people, they don't like you getting monies from other people. That's why the Twitch shit became an issue. That's fair. You got to give me more money in-house. <laughs> right. Somebody got to cut another check. And now with this TKO merger with the UFC, where the UFC is basically like, yo, part of the, the, the deal is like, if you create a business as a fighter for us, we might take a piece of that. You think WWE, that's not going to be part of these WWE contracts? I thought that was always a WWE contract. But it, it was, right? And they kind of loosened the grip because- You're like a 360. 
Right. So if Jay goes to the WWE, you may become a bigger star, but you may be locked in a contract <clears throat> where the things that you want to do that are outside of pro wrestling, you can't do. You gamble to the point of where you're Sasha and you get a Disney deal. And then you have that leverage to be like, all right, cool. I do whatever I want. Or the few or far between the John Cena's, the Dave Batista's, the rocks. Like you say, there's not a lot of them, but I can be one of them. And nowhere else has shown this ability. Yeah. I got to gamble. And, and that's the thing, because the number one thing that WWE offers you is visibility. It is number one. Because even if you operate in their ecosystem, you got a show on USA like the Bella Twins did. You're good. They still making money. That's what I'm saying. Like, you're good. Now, we put you on that platform. Like, me and Big E, as much as we, like, E couldn't have done what he did if he wasn't in the WWE. Yeah. He couldn't do that working for Ring of Honor, right? <laughs> no. It's just the way it is. Yep. So Jade is stuck in this spot where she's her her talent, her her image level is bigger than AEW. It goes way beyond that. The potential of it. Yes. It goes way beyond that. But AEW has to harness that energy. And back to the beginning point, does Tony Khan care? And if he has a blind spot because he's like, I got a bunch of money, I got all these wrestlers, I don't need Jade. Yeah. This is how your businesses fail. It's a blind spot, right? And then the, the report that follows it is Ricky Starks talking about leaving. Which I'd be shocked. I would be shocked because it doesn't make any sense right now. Um, Starks has been put in a tough spot with Punk being gone. He had to do the Danielson match, but he fucking smoked it. Yeah. And pairing him with Big Bill was weird, but he's fucking smoking it. I like that pairing. It's, it was just weird because it was yeah. like, where the fuck did this come from? I don't know. That's a lot of AEW stuff. Give him some muscle, yeah. But I, I can't see him just being like, all right, see you tomorrow, like WWE. And then, you know, when reports say WWE has genuine interest, are they supposed to say they don't? <laughs> like, what are we doing? They should have interest in everyone who hits the market. But more important than anything else, and we can move on with these two negotiation things, let's just say Jade and Ricky weren't on the market. Right? Maybe they're in contract negotiations. Maybe that's happening. Yeah. Maybe it's not. Maybe they're towards the tail end of the contract. If I plant the seed that WWE is interested in me, I'm contract negotiating in public. Yeah. Like if I'm Jade and somebody close to Jade says, yeah, the WWE is interested, even though we don't know who that could be. I mean, for shit, all we know, that could be Cody saying it. You remember, <laughs> the, Ricky and Jade are Cody's people. Yeah. Very Cody much could so. say, yeah, of course I love them over here. And that turns into this big story. And if Tony Khan isn't paying attention, he's like, yo, I got to throw some more money at this. It's contract negotiation. Yep. I don't it never think, hurts to yeah, be in demand. I don't think either of them are leaving. Although Jay going to WWE would not surprise me. And I would, I, I would say this is the biggest boneheaded move AEW's entire existence if they let her go. Well, when, we, when she debuted in AEW, there was the stories that like Mark Henry was telling people like, yo... There's this woman, when he was in WWE still for NXT, like, you guys have to sign her. And they just dropped the ball, missed mm -hmm. it. They had Bianca. Yeah, and then they went, it was AEW, and then it was like, oh, shit, she looks like a million bucks. And the whole narrative, when we talked about it, was like, oh, they dropped the ball. Mm -hmm. Her and MJF, like, oh, they fucked up. Like, you could have had both, and you messed up. And now, though, you look at it, and it's like, you can't let her go back. Because there's one thing... You can say, like, yeah, they have Bianca. How do they pair things? 
I think in this aspect it could work because as much as they look the same, they are two very different characters. Mm-hmm. Um, she would fill the role left by Sasha more than she would take Bianca's role. She is that heelish diva persona. Bianca is like a black girl Bailey. Like yeah. everyone loves Bianca. There's hair. The girls dress up for her. The Halloween. It's a whole different persona. Jade Cargill and I love Sasha and I love what she could do in the ring. And Mercedes is incredible and her as a wrestler is great. If you give her that same role, that same push, her look is astronomically different and can reach a whole different audience because Mercedes is five one. Yes, and looks like, like Bianca looks like she could walk a runway. <laughs> like she is different. Yeah. So I think she'd more fit that role. So there's space for both of them. I think, and it's just one of those like it's as Tony, you can't let her go over there and find out because one thing they do is they make people the body guys and the body girls work there, mm-hmm. and you can't let them hit on that because those are the people they hit on. Maybe they won't take Ricky Starks and make him into Brian Danielson. He's got a tougher road. Yeah, but the body people, they gonna figure some shit out. They they gonna make her work. It, the last thing I'll say about this, we can move on. Um, Mercedes Monet would she would have fit in AEW if she was never in W because she loves wrestling so much. Yes, like if Tony could have had her before she got to WWE in the Women's Revolution, like he could have had that version of Mercedes. The I like I just want to wrestle. I want to pay homage to Eddie Guerrero. The women's division be fine because she'd be running it, right? And she would be very cognizant of, oh, this works, this makes sense. Yeah. The reason why she left WWE is because the wrestling shit didn't make sense to her She'd anymore. She'd be a female Daniels. Yeah, like she fits. Yeah, Jade is a WWE person. Like you look at Jade and, and you're like that. They ain't gonna mess with her. No, like they'll get. You which can't is let amazing. Them do it. Yeah, you can't, can't let them allow do it. it to happen. <laughs> nope. You can't look at that play and be like, yo. Well, we missed on this, but let's give her an opportunity to get a round two. After you just built her? Yeah. No, man. You gotta you gotta pull, you gotta figure that out. Pull that back. No. Don't blow it. Don't blow it. But if you if I had to make a bet, Ricky's definitely here by next year. Jade, um, I'll say I'm 80% sure Jade won't be in WWE before the end of 2020. But she takes that 20. She if she takes it, hey. It could be to the moon. I'm dog. I just want what's best for her. Again, I bet like her leap yeah. is a little more cushy. Yeah. Like she's it's like Exactly. I'm what they want. Like yeah. it's, it's you're you know, you're not ain't, a flat. Ain't nobody look like me out no, here. No, like you're you know, you're not an average, even Britt Baker's great. They've had Tony Storm. They they have a million people no, who look like that. They right? all stand like, next to Jane looks foolish. They, million girls who look like that. Like Vince likes those type of girls. Yeah. You might turn you blonde. Like Tony isn't that like if Tony Storm was this blonde character over there, Vince would never let her go. But it's one of those things where it's like when you stand out and you're so different though, they like how are you a mix of Bianca and China? Like Rhea stands out. And it was just like, mm, yeah, we're not gonna they're not messing up on her. Because they're just not possible. There's been bumps. They're not messing up with her. She's the biggest thing with women's yeah. pro wrestling wise in the company. No, you they won't miss on Jade. You do not let her get out of the building. I guess there's a weird question, too, is like, and I don't know the answer to this. How much does Jade love wrestling? 
Does she like it? Very good question. And we it's haven't like, had her on the show. I like. I, I mean, and she's not going to answer it publicly. No, right? It's but very it, personal. If she is, if she likes wrestling, but is using it as a vehicle to become something else, you got to wonder. Like, looking at her, and I don't know her from anyone. She seems very great, and like uh, we sat next to her family here in Vegas. Mm-hmm. I don't. Family's great. Someone yeah, dude, today. Other people. When people talk about the money. Her She's husband fine. is Brandon Phillips. Yeah. And Major League Baseball All-Star. Yeah. They're good. He's they made like over $100 million yeah. in They're his good. career. They're, They're good. They're fine. Uh, so she's good. Um, she's, you look at her and you see everything going and they're teaching her how to be a pro wrestler. Her potential as a star is bigger astronomically than her potential as a pro wrestler. Yes. Astronomically. She doesn't have to learn another wrestling move. You give her three moves of doom. You send her ass out there in a promotion like WWE. She will be a star. Her star power is greater than pro wrestling. She showed it already. She outgrown that shit in AEW. Like if Endeavor is just like, look, you we put want, her everywhere. It's like we want to sign you as a wrestler, but yeah, we let's put you in a Marvel movie. Bye, fam. People, what they don't realize now is. Is as much as Vince is still in control and everything, Vince has a type, right? And then Trips has a type, which is very different as well. Nick Khan has a, a lot of power in that company. Nick Khan is an entertainment guy. Yes. He's an eight. He looks and he says, that one. I could put her anywhere. She'll be in a Sex in the City movie. She'll be. Like, he has connections to put people, if he wants, wherever. And if you're a person, I don't know if Jade is this person, with those goals in life now, it's not 10 years ago, 20 years ago, when you're like, yo, I'm going to work for Vince, right? You're going to work for one of the best agents in the world. He just so happens to now run the WWE. But you think he lost all those connections? (laughs) Like, all those Hollywood? The owner of your company is now Ari Emanuel. Yeah. Have have you seen Entourage? So right. you have Nick and Ari, yeah. and you're like, I want to be a movie star. I don't know if people caught their reference. Like, Ari Manuel's built off of Ari Gold. Gold. Entourage. Yeah, like. People didn't know that. What? Like, what? I want to be a movie star. Are there two better people in pro wrestling I should work for? Yeah. It. WWE now has a different bargaining chip mm-hmm. when you sit down with people who aren't professional wrestlers. How about I say that? Yep. When you sit down with people who are sports entertainers, former athletes, anything like that, you have a different bargaining chip. Because in the entertainment world, we arguably have two of the top five people in terms of relevance in the entire entertainment industry. In terms of being able to place you, pull, connections, we have top five. Fuck it, if we put Rich Paul on the board, we got three out of five. Like, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're at that point. Top yeah. five in the world. Yep. So if you want to be something outside of this, it might be a good place to work. <laughs> You're right. At this moment. And Vince never had that before. No, no. It's a whole different world now. Yep. So it, it'll be interesting to see what she chooses. Chris Jericho versus Sammy Guevara. This is the end of the Jericho Appreciation Society. Yo, the, the package was great. 
The video package was great. Like a again, AEW is like right now hitting in this grand slam. I'm like, man, everything it's is a good working. Storyline, bro. Daniel Garcia gonna fuck him up, isn't he? Like Daniel Garcia, he's got, he's got to. He's got to. Chris Jericho, he's got to. But <laughs> one of my favorite feuds right now is Swerve and Hangman. Yes, which isn't on this. No, it's, they got to wait. Wrestle Dream. Yeah, which is that in Daniel's Swerve's hometown. Is it? Yes, yeah, it's in Seattle. Seattle. Yeah, I mean. We've talked about it for a while. We had Swerve here. We joked. I was like, you're putting on main event? Wait. Yeah. I talked to Swerve this morning about it. Yeah, it's like, yeah. they. It's He's got receipts. We've right. had him on podcast talking <laughs> about receipts. All y'all that doubted him, like you look with him. It's not on now. Like he goes viral. Like, every, like as, everything's clicking. It's, it's all working. It is, it is all working. But what people forget is like, say what you want about Swerve as a person. Maybe you didn't like that he didn't want to be on your list or whatever the fuck. Motherfucking wrestle. Yeah. There's no way him and Hangman are having a bad match. There's there's just no way. Swerve is a different kind of wrestler. And I know, and I can say it because he was here. When Tony Khan was here, there were two people that Tony Khan just kept talking about. And it wasn't on the podcast. It was when we were in here watching the playoffs trying to figure out when Double Another was to stop. The two names he kept bringing up, he was like, the two people I'm not worried about, just give me time, is Swerve and Adam Cole. He was like, there's two two of the guys I wanted the most. It took a little bit more time. Like everybody was like, oh, Adam Cole's losing to Orange Cassidy, which sounds ridiculous in retrospect. Yeah. People were shitting on that. Now look at Orange Cassidy. But Adam Cole, look where he's at. Swerve, look where he's at. Like, there's clearly like Tony C, when he has tunnel vision on a wrestler, he's gonna push him to the moon. Yeah. And it's just this swerve thing ain't this is not no like, oh, I'm gonna lose Adam Page and he's gonna move. Nope. Nope. There's a there's a Adam push Page. happening. Yeah. There's a major push happening. I love that match. Claudio versus Eddie Kingston. For, for the, putting the belt on the line. The New Japan is strong. Man, Eddie Kingston got to win. It's in New York. He got to. He got to. Eddie Kingston's going to have to make a phone call and get Jada Kiss to walk him out. going to be champ champ. I hope so. Both belts. It Look, we keep saying it's time. All right, if you're not going to put him in there with MJF because you're doing all this other shit, give them both. It's, it's just time. He's he's done everything, just about everything he's wanted to do. Let him run. Even if someone doesn't walk him out, they got to license some real dope shit. For oh him. yeah, Tony's been opening the license issue. I need him to come out to DMX. He can come out. Like he can come out to some, some old Smith shit. and Wesson Bucktown. He like he can come out to. Just, I need it to be real New York. Uh, he can like, come out to some Wu Tang. Something Tim's on Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck, fuck with. with. Tiger style. Give, yes. Don't let's give me Nas. New York State of Mind. Dude, dog, if that drops, just forget about it. <laughs> just forget about it. I'm throwing Tim's in the air. Yeah, I'm just throwing it, all my Tim's. Got a whole collection of Tim's in my closet. No, yep. he's not losing this. He should. He like lose. he really should. No, he don't fuck this up. This is perfect. Yeah. This is like the perfect storm coming together. Um, John Moxley versus Ray Phoenix. I don't know why. Because um, <laughs> they killed Phoenix before they went to. Sure. But yeah. But weren't they supposed to go in like alphabetical order now? I don't know what they're doing. I thought it was like a name thing. No, nah, I mean, Ray Phoenix, they, they kept him from going to all in. No, out. yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, so that's where that came from. But the mask is going to be good. Moxley. It's Ray Phoenix. And, and Moxley's going to try to make him bleed under the mask. Moxley was literally in, against Big Bill. Yeah. fucking bleeding. Bleed. I was like, I really? Just, I don't get it, man. I was like, I don't know if this is needed this week. He's been John. really enjoy his blood. Every, every week at this point. Christian Cage and Luchasaurus versus Darby Allin and Sting. Bruh, again, Christian Cage is a guy who comes, I'm, I'm certain he comes in and is like, Tony, this is what I'm doing. 
Yeah. And then Tony's like, all right, cool. And then he fucking cuts promos on his daughter. Everyone's parents. <laughs> daughter, parents. Every, they don't care. Every relative can get it. Everybody. <laughs> he Moms. That Christian Cage is the antithesis of everything that was at WWE. Because he never worked like he should have at WWE. Here is he's a star. <laughs> like this Poor is, Nick Wayne. This is the reason. Why, when I keep hearing people say, Edge is going to AEW, people are like, no, no, no. I can see it. Just because why wouldn't he want to work with his best friend one more time? Yeah. Like, if that was to happen, I nobody should be surprised if Adam Copeland shows up. Nah, and they give Christian. him full control. Like, they let him do whatever. Bro, forget it. Like, there's no way Edge is sitting at home and not going, he's killing it again away from this company. And it's one of those things where I... I don't think AEW is like at that point yet. And they've, they've veered, you know, in and out of this, I think, before. But you don't want to become like Impact, the company where like old talents go to die and just get their shit in. Right. Um, not even to die, but like where old talents go and just be like, okay, we're just going to let them run everything. And Sting gets to be the Joker and like they get to do whatever they want. Um, but they have a good balance right now. They do. So maybe you can fit with, they haven't bring an old, brought an old guy in in a second. No. So, like, you can you can fit a vet in. No, Edge is, like, if Edge goes he on the market. just punk. Yeah, yeah, like, it's all right. You can't say no to Edge. If Adam Copeland's like, yo, yo I want to wrestle, I don't even care if it's just a couple matches with my best friend. You'd be like, do whatever the fuck you whatever want. Whatever you want. Do Give whatever. us both heels, too. Yeah, but Christian Cage, <laughs> he should win, man. Like, fuck Darby Allen. Win. Yeah, <laughs> <don't get> <laughs> fuck Darby Allen, Nick Wayne. Nick Kill Wayne, him. Nick Wayne's mama, everybody. Yeah, fuck like everybody. <laughs> just give me all the Christian Cage promos. Give me the confusion over who the real champion is in that that crew. It's the best. <laughs> um, and then, last thing. So, we have WWE on the WWE front. Really nothing from, like, the main roster that's, like, overly to talk about. Where what, what, You're not talking about Chops coming back? You're not talking about Nia Jax making a return? Oh, Nia Jax did. I was so happy that she's still thick. Because I've been following her on Instagram. Oh, and uh, she's been working out a lot with Charlotte, which is good. She's gotten, like, healthier and all this stuff. But she started looking, like, a lot slimmer. And I was, like, very no. concerned by this. Uh, you know, tone it up. Just tighten. That's cool. Like, be healthy. Like, I'm glad that, like, your internals are good. Everything. We're keeping you around. But stay thick. If you can, stay thick. And uh, she came back to television. Dre, she's still thick. Two Cs. I was, that's the best just, of both worlds. I'm it, not mad at it. It's, it's such a... She didn't look overly safe. That, that As soon as she came in, I was like, who's she going to hurt now? Yeah, some of those moves. I was like, you're going to brick out. Like, all right. First of all, nobody cares about Raquel Rodriguez. No, it's a wrap for her. Like, if I'm Raquel Rodriguez, I'm like, send me to AEW. Yeah. Because y'all don't, like, what are we doing here? She, like, she needs a character. I just got, got transitioned out for Nia Jax. Who's the heel in this feud? Both of them. <laughs> but that's, the problem is, is that Nia Jax is nobody's babyface. No. Ever. No. And Rhea's in the biggest heel faction in the company, and you put her in there with Nia, we know it's getting cheered. Yeah. Mommy's getting Mommy's cheered. Mommy's getting cheered. That's fine. Such a weird thing. You're a tweener. They, but this, to me, it illustrates a bigger problem with Raw, is like, we've run out of women. Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about Becky in a second. But outside of that on Raw, it's, it's fairly thin. It's, it's bare. Like, SmackDown's like retooling Shotzi. Yeah. Right? Like they're, I like the hair. Yeah, I like the Shotzi character. I think it's great. Um, Bianca's getting some time off. EO's your champion. And I've seen a lot of criticism of EO being champion. It's like, just hold on. 
They even got into anything yeah, like, yet. Just, Her and Oscar about to tear their place that's down. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, what just, just hold on. But the Rhea situation, I, I, when they ever they do these brand splits. Bailey's over there. They move too many yeah, people. Yeah, they always move them, and then they'd be like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. There's nobody here. No. Nah. And it's like, Rhea, who are you supposed to write? They're like, just follow Dominic to NXT. Rhea's done a tremendous job of just keeping herself up and getting over. But the Raquel feud, everybody was like, what the fuck is this? Wrestling, man. Yeah, like they're trying. And Nia Jax is illustrating a big problem is that they sat there and they were like, who's she going to feud next? And it was like, yo, just call Nia. That's it. We're just running out big of people. Big show spot. Yeah, like we're running out of people because nobody thinks Nia Jax is going to win. No, just buying some time. Yeah. Let Becky take her little side mission. Which she went to NXT. Tiffany Stratton. I can. Tiffany some, Stratton could go. No, she can't. She can wrestle. No, she can't. Dre, that match was not bad. It was a lot of Becky. Sure, but 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 what do you want it to be? You no, know, Stratton. Like Stratton is, she's ath- very athletic. Yes, but she's athletic. Who needs a leader? Because like, if you remember, like, what was the match that she had with uh, Roxanne Perez? Was not good. No, that was not good. Um. She's had some stinkers. She's getting better. But she, she's crazy athletic. She needs a ring general, right? It's funny because when we were talking about the Ronda, Becky, Charlotte match at WrestleMania, Ron, uh, Charlotte, I always said she was brought in to be that ring general. Becky's become a ring general. Yeah. Like, she, she handled that match so well and made Tiffany look really good. My problem is, why are we doing this exactly? A little hot potato of the belt. But, but Why? I know Becky hasn't won the NXT title, so I get it from that perspective. But to win it on a random episode of NXT, and I know they were like, oh, we popped a big rating. It's like, okay, Dip fine. over a mill. Yeah, no, I, I get it. Fine. But what is the long-term plan here for the rest of the girls? Because somebody's got to be Becky. Oh, Tiffany, you got to get her back up off her. But, and this is where I'm going with this, but if... Becky loses to Tiffany Stratton. There's no way you can tell me that Becky's going to go beat Rhea on top. So it's like your next best thing to face Rhea Ripley is now holding the NXT title. She's going to have to drop at some point. Yeah. She, She's she going to have to lose, lose in a multi-woman match. But yeah, Tiffany might have to get like a crew. This is how you like get some of the other younger talent like up under her and give her like a damage control, like little three-way stable. Maybe, maybe she gets Keanu James. I don't know. And like yeah, their yeah. match was okay. Like they have a lot of athletic women, and I'm just like, all right, this is cool. But then when you like Stratton has the title, she loses on just whatever episode of NXT, and No Mercy's on September 30th, the same night as yeah. Canelo and Charlo, which means they're gonna have to run it back. But it was like it was a weird time to do a title switch and put it on like the established Becky Lynch. I I don't know what the long term plan is there. I ain't, like I'm not saying I'm mad at it. I'm just trying to figure out. What are we doing? Yeah, they'll do something quick. It's just a quick, like, yo, does she got it? More eyes on NXT for a quick second. And building up to this pay-per-view, more eyes will be on a pay-per-view. And what we've seen so far with these is that they usually lead to the main roster feud starting and coming down. You know, yeah. like, uh, whoever feuds with Becky next, like, if it is Rhea, she'll come down and cost her the belt. And okay. then that's how you get to, like, okay, that's why we got beef up here which is tough when you still got Nia there <laughs> so, it's, it's, but yeah like she can become the distraction for Becky down there giving Becky the reason to then change where was Ilya Dragunov on that PWI 500 Ooh, outlook now he wasn't high enough because he's had a good year right but he hasn't held the title yeah I don't care I mean kayfabe wise yeah I know it's right. stupid 
But <laughs> that match with Wesley, shit. Oh, so good. Wesley was high though. Right. I don't think Ilya Dragon. No, think, Carmelo was high. Carmelo, Carmelo was third. West was in the twenties, I believe. Wesley, I believe you. No, said Trey Miguel was at twenty. Oh. I don't have Wesley on here for a second. Damn, and he held that North American title longer than Seth held that heavyweight title. But uh, <laughs> he did. Kent is ahead of him. Tyrus is on here at fifty-eight. Uh, if that, what? If that doesn't bother you. Wesley is at sixty-six. Oh, Swerve is one seventeen, I believe. Wow. To me, Tyrus, the, Tyrus is on here at 58. To me, when, when somebody like Swerve is at 117, it means that you were like one, two, skip if you were just going to start throwing wrestlers at numbers at some point. Yep. Because there's no way Swerve is 117. Rocky Romero is 79. Where's Ilya Dragunov? Oh, that's what I was looking for. I forgot. Uh, Dragunov, Dragunov. I don't see him in the top 100, sir. This is a crime. He's had one hell of a year. Yo, he just, he, he gave Trick Williams a match. He really did. Like Carmelo versus Trick got to be the next program, right? Uh, eventually, at some point. I don't know if Trick is ready for that yet, but I think, like, Dragunov just won. He's going to work Carmelo again at No Mercy, which, dude, they damn near had a five star match, the two of them. Yeah. That, Dragunov's actually racking up the five stars, if you ask me. But that's what I'm saying. Like, fuck these accolades. Yo, if you need somebody to go in there and cook, you call Lily Dragunov because he's going to hit you hard. His matches with Gunther were the shit. Yep. How is this man not top 50? That's a good Kenta question. Kenta is better than Ilya Dragunov? This old broke down version of Kenta? Fam- Tyrus? Tyrus, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, get all the way the fuck out. Tyrus, he held that belt for a second, though. Yeah, but it's NWA. Nobody cares. He was, Dragunov was 72 last year. Come on, man. If that helps then. No, okay, so I have it here. Um, yep, his position this year was 151. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like a fine model of Bacardi. We can end this podcast. Ain't, 151. Ain't no, ain't no Last way. Last year he was 72, this year 151. Yo, I, I know, I know, Kel, we're going to end up posting something from this clip yep. on social. <laughs> yes, we are. And I'm going to tag the shit out of PWI, and they follow me. I know folks over there. Y'all fucking up. Ilya Dragunov is not under... Top 100. Are you fucking stupid? Like, Tyrus is 58. Like, fuck your kayfabe. Like, Ilya Dragunov wrestles circles around Tyrus. Get Stop. See Tyrus hit the ropes, though? I don't care. I want him to hit the, the showers. It's a wrap. <laughs> Tyrus hit the ropes. Bro, but come on, I'm PWI. a better wrestler today than Tyrus. So I'm 57. Will Ospreay should have been number one, and Ilya Dragunov should have been somewhere in your top 25. Give the kid his props, man. Give the kid his props. He's working his ass off. He's <laughs> hammering fools. Oh, man. So we get to see the fallout from AEW next week. We get to get closer to the build for both WWE cards, which are going to be good, NXT and regular WWE card, because their pay-per-view is on the man, first. Is it? I believe so. I don't know what's going on. Is their next pay-per-view. So we're getting closer there. AEW has a pay-per-view on the first as well. Wrestle Dream. Wrestle Dream, which that card, and they're trying with the builds. They're making me care Wait, about several things. The day after the Canelo Charlo? Yes. Holy shit. Sunday. Yo, they went from doing like quarterly pay per views, like, fuck it. We're going to do two back to back weeks and then we're going to wait a month to give you another yep. one. Yep. With a special in Queens in the middle. Just racking it up. They're lucky I like wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of wrestling to come. Make sure you guys follow us on social media. As Dre said, there's clips coming out. 
uh, repeatedly, all social platforms. So follow us on there. Check out our YouTube. Clips are on there as well. The Corner Podcast on YouTube. Shout out to everyone here at Blue Wire Studios, the Wynn Resort in Las Vegas. For myself, for the old man, Andreas Hill. Till next time, we're out. Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.